Adam Maguire is here with the business news. Thanks, Gavin. Aer Lingus had an operating profit of €225 million Euro last year. That's nearly four times the amount it earned in 2022. It cited strong demand for its long and short-haul routes, though business travel continued to lag pre-COVID levels. Lynn Embleton, the CEO of Aer Lingus, she joins me on the line now. Uh, that's a significant jump in, in profits. How much of it is due to you selling more seats? How much of it is due to you charging customers uh, more for each flight? Uh, good morning, Adam. Yep, it was a significant uh, increase up from 57 million in 2022. So very pleased with the progress. Well, we carried uh, 20% more passengers. So that was absolutely key for last year. 10.7 million passengers we carried. That was on the back of more routes into Europe than we had before. It was our biggest ever North Atlantic schedule. And you know, we're now fourth biggest network between Europe and the US. Uh, so um, from across Europe into the US, uh, so we're punching well above our weight. How much so did your fares really, go up by? Our fares were only up um, modestly, um, but the, the real thing was the, the volumes and the seat factors on both long haul and short haul went up. Uh, will the passenger cap at Dublin Airport stifle the, that kind of growth happening again this year? So look, the passenger cap is a serious issue and this has not been well managed uh, at all and it will have serious consequences if it isn't lifted and that would be for the airlines, it would be for jobs and more importantly it's for the economy. Um, you know, we've, we've had a study, um, independent study that says for every 1 million passengers that don't get to come into Ireland, there's a 1.4 billion lost to the economy in direct and indirect value. So, and particularly given Ireland's island nation, um, connectivity is really important and this needs to be resolved very quickly. Um, now, if that means a two-step planning process where we get a quick um, interim lift to the to the passenger cap, um, that may be necessary. In lieu of yeah. that happening, will, will you be focusing growth on, on other airports? Um, at the moment, I think we will continue with the plan that we have. Um, we are in dialogue with uh, with the DAA. Um, I think the, the the other issue here is we've got the interim planning cap issue, um, the 30, 30, uh, 32 million. But there's, there's also in play at the moment the longer term issue of raising the cap to 40 million by 2030. And that's something we support. Um, I've seen references to concerns over increased carbon emissions and understandably rightly that has become a debating point but the key point here for us is our forecasts show that we can grow passenger numbers 20 percent to 2030 we can reduce emissions per passenger and we can reduce total net emissions so i think the debate we need to be having around growth is good for the economy and it can be done sensibly um, and with consideration to the environment you, on that environmental uh, side, your parent company, IG yesterday agreed a deal on sustainable aviation fuel. You're, you're as a group aiming to have uh, that make up 10% of your fuel usage by 2030. So essentially in six years time, 90% of the fuel that you use will still be fossil fuel based. Is that really the best you can do? So look, there's two, there's two things here. And this is why we believe reducing our total net emissions is absolutely achievable. The first thing is new generation aircraft. So the new gen aircraft are 20% more fuel efficient, less carbon than the ones that replace. Only 21% of our fleet at the moment is new gen. So there's a huge potential to reduce carbon emissions from our fleet. And then, yes, sustainable aviation fuel. We uplifted our first sustainable aviation fuel in 2023. IAG procured, the group we're part of, procured 12% of all of the global sustainable aviation fuel last year. And we've already secured 
a third of the SAF that we need to get to 10% by 2030, which is ahead of the of the mandates uh, that are out there. Okay, Lumen Embleton, CEO of Aer Lingus, thank you very much for that. Moving to the other end of the, the travel and transport industry, Delat Hotel Group has seen its pre-tax profits fall by 4% to €105.5 million. Euro. That's despite an increase in hotel occupancy, its average room rates, uh, which helped to push revenues 18% higher. Dermot Crowley is CEO of Delat Hotel Group. He also joins me on the line. A, a report earlier this week from the Irish Hotels Federation cited costs as the biggest challenges. Is that the reason why you've seen profits fall despite all of those other metrics moving in the right direction? No, good morning, Adam. Um, in terms of our profits falling, that's more related to a, an accounting entry whereby the revaluation of a number of our properties, about 21 million, went through our PL account last year. Uh, and also, we had a one off profit on the uh, sale of the uh, hotel we had in, in London. We look at our adjusted EBITDA which came in at 223 million, which is up 22%. And our free cash flow came in at uh, 133 million compared to 126 million last year. So actually, in terms of our margins, our hotel margins are back at the same levels they were in 2019. So we're actually really pleased with how we're converting the additional revenue down to our bottom line. In terms of maybe the headwinds out of there, we, we heard a moment ago about the, the uh, travel uh, uh, passenger limit at Dublin Airport. Uh, will that have a knock-on effect on, on your business? Well, I think this year not, because again, listening to Lynn there and listening to the airlines generally, there's a very good schedule of uh, uh, routes coming into Dublin. But in the longer term, absolutely. I mean, Dublin Airport is a critical part of our national infrastructure. I think people see it just as a Dublin issue, but in reality, it's the main gateway for leisure and business visitors to the country. Now, if we look as well, tourism is the biggest regional, biggest employer in regional Ireland. And um, so I think we need to be really careful uh, that we don't, you know, put barriers up to people visiting um, visiting the island. So we would, I would echo Lynn's concerns about what's happening out in, in Dublin Airport uh, and would urge that it would be addressed as, as quickly as possible. You mentioned your results, a, a fall in revenue in Dublin recently due to uh, uh, fewer events taking place. Is one of the reasons for that we're, we're seeing a reduction in demand for, for offices due to working from home. Erlingus as well talking about the, the business travel demand continues to lag. Is, is that a risk for your business if, if there aren't as many business travellers looking for somewhere to stay? Well, we're actually optimistic for the balance of the year. I think January, February in the hotel industry would be typically two of the quieter months. And we actually saw an increase in corporate travel during uh, those two months. The reason our rev pars are down, our, our revenue per available room, is there was an additional 1,800 rooms uh, available in January and February compared to last year. That's a combination of some new rooms and so also some rooms that came back into the market that previously in spring of last year that had previously been used for uh, for, for government use. They were the, the, the ones being used to accommodate refugees. How many rooms are, are, are still in use at the moment in your group being used for, for uh, refugees? We, we, we st- we're still giving um, 5% of our rooms in the Republic of Ireland uh, for the accommodation of, of uh, refugees. Is that something you'd like to see reduced further? Well, look, it's not ideal families uh, living in hotel rooms, um, but I suppose we've given a commitment to government that we'll continue to support uh, by supplying those 5% of rooms. And as I always say, there's real people living in those rooms and, and in your hotels but it's not an ideal accommodation for anyone um, hotel, to be living in a hotel for two years at this stage. Okay, Dermot Crowley, CEO of the Lato Hotel Group, thank you very much for that.